All right, ladies and gentlemen, Practical Rebels back again, this time in our new Hatchmark studio. <laughs> it's exciting. We're in the new building. Um, if you follow us on social, you know we've been, we, we bought a building at the beginning of 2023 and it's now December 22nd and we officially moved in yesterday. So it's been like a year long process. And the most exciting thing about this for this podcast is we have a door. Yes. It is so nice to close the door and just get into the podcast and just focus. All right, so we're going to get into some social media tips. We have six tips for you. And our first one is about knowing your audience. Fee, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so one of the the reasons that I love um, our social process is obviously we're well-known for brand work, and a big part of that is the handoff. So we do the branding, the messaging, and the visuals, and the positioning, and how the organization is talking about themselves, but then how do they implement it? right? And social is one of the key ways to do that and engage with their audience and um, really reach your consumer. So one of the things that we do during the branding process is we figure out who you're talking to, and there may be several different audiences, um, and what they care about and what problem your product or service is solving for them. So that really helps us define who we're talking to and what they need to hear from us and really develop a communication strategy around it. Um, And that builds out into social. So a great example of that is we work with the diaper brand Kudos, um, and they are the first diaper on the market, the the disposable diaper on the market, where 100% cotton is touching babies' butts. Their their target market is the mom, the mom that cares about natural ingredients, that's willing to pay a premium for those, that wants something that is better for the planet, diapers are fully compostable, that is better for baby, and that she feels good about putting her baby in, right? Um, So we lean into things like um, leaning into the science of it, as well as leaning into kind of the lifestyle of it. And Savannah builds out these calendars um, and builds out a structure that is talking, that that is addressing those key points. Yep. So creating the content that is geared towards our target audience, the way that I do that is I look through some of the topics that seem very popular in the community that Kudos lives in, but then also looking at questions and comments and pulling that together to create content such as, you know, if someone's in the comments being like, are your diapers PFA free? They are. So I go through the blogs that we've posted and I pull ideas from there and send them over to our team to um, create, to make it visually appealing and um, make sure that it's perfect for um, our target. That it resonates with the audience. Yep. Yeah. And beyond that, so they have the science angle um, and the better for baby angle, but they're also like a baby brand, right? So people want to see cute pictures of um, kids and the lifestyle stuff and that stuff that feels relatable to them. Yeah. So um, I take pictures of babies and um, pull together all those um, fun things like some of the user generated content, they have influencers making content. So we reshare those posts um, and things like that. Yep. So really leaning into who is relatable to your audience during that. And also we have fun with them too, because like they're such a, you know, their audience cares about trends and they care about like the fun things that are happening in social. So we lean into those where we can. So our next tip for you guys is going to be about the visual appeal. 
Yep. So uh, this goes back to branding again. We want to make sure that what we're posting on our grid feels like it's coming from the same brand, right? And that can be as um, simple as using consistent fonts if you're creating things that are type-based, using the same tones in your photos. You don't want to have some stuff super desaturated and then super bright, and it just feels a little bit all over the place. So a great way to do this is to build out kind of a mood board and storyboard as to what your social content should feel like. Um, If you have posts that you've already created in the past, pull kind of best of, right? Um, So this is something that we do in our process. We're going to just use kudos for the examples of all of these, but um, as Savannah builds out the calendar for them, um, when they go to design, we actually pull them into a sample grid so we can take a look at everything and make sure that it's consistent and feeling on brand, especially for um, one that is so so prominent. Um, and they're competing with, you know, diaper, with Huggies, with some of the biggest ones out there. Yeah, visuals are very easy to remember. And when um, we go through and we plan, when I plan out the content, um, I try my best, like V said, to put it in a grid so we can see what exactly the layout is going to look like before we post it, because we don't want things to get too text heavy or too photos, too many photos of babies at the same time. Then it just looks like a lot of pictures of babies. I want to make sure that we're staying on um, on brand as to what's going out. Um, we want everything to be eye catching. Um, want to captivate followers in because when people see a nice picture or a nice post, they might click on it and go to the page and hit a follow. Yeah, consistent variety of art for your social media page will usually lead you to followers because, especially on Instagram, that they they see that a good a good grid and they're like, "Ooh, I want to follow this and see what's going on." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of the coolest things, I mean, I think we all know there's a, a Greeks is a great local one for the Pensacola audience that you know, we have curated their page to when you see one of their posts on any of our accounts, you know that it is coming from them because it's like the same visual cues. So even if somebody isn't reading the caption and reading the words, like that's still, you know, kind of sparking something in their mind that they've had an interaction from Greeks or, you know, a food truck specifically is super important to have regular communications and recognize um, yeah. visibility. You really want to stay on, on the same, um, like everything to look the same and go cohesively together without telling them who you are. So like you don't want every post to say I'm so-and-so or have your logo on there just to show them that that is you and you want it to feel like it's coming from your brand. I love that. Creating a vibe. Creating a vibe. All right. So in keeping with the social media vibe, since we're all about the vibes, um, our next topic we want to talk about is consistent brand voice. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of the uh, the flip side to the visuals, right? When we are developing brands, um, we always want to be, you know, having them sound like we say brands. Basically, when you're building a brand, you're building a person, right? And I wouldn't go up to Ramsey and expect him to speak as Ramsey does one day. And then the second day he walks up and I mean, he's got an (laughs) Irish accent. I mean, that would be weird. That's an extreme example, right? But you think about your brand as a person and we want to be using language that feels like it came from them consistently. And that can be everything from slang or not to like emojis or not um, really like, and, and speaking from, you know, the same, even more educational versus more laid back, you know, like what does your brand person sound like? Or even, you know, all caps. 
That's yeah. a, that's another one that I've been seeing. Some brands have been doing things. Always shouting. They're always yelling at me. <laughs> Beckett yells at me enough. I don't need to be yelled at in social media. But that's just another way to separate yourself in this competitive world. Of social media is with fonts or capitalization or even all lowercase. Yep. So you want to, I love the phrase stay on brand that always goes through my head when I'm doing copy or when I'm engaging with accounts. Um, we have a few sheets that are built out for tone of voice for a few of their different clients. So I'm able to go on there and remind myself what are the emojis we use? How do we talk through, you know, whether it's the captions on the post or if I'm going on other accounts and engaging and commenting, um, you know, for kudos, I might go in there and add a little peach emoji and exclamation mark and make it a little fun and cute. Um, but like my dad said, um, on other accounts, they use all caps or they get crazy with the spaces in between. It's really finding how you are going to lay out um, who you are through your tone of voice. And for example, you know, I have any day DJ. We're funny. Um, we use emojis and we talk about music. So it would be weird to have an Irish accent talking about music. <laughs> I mean, maybe. maybe some Irish DJs. Coming, coming from me. No, there are some awesome Irish DJs, but just coming from any day DJ, just you have to stay on a consistent, just like you can, your visual, do the same thing with your voice. Stay consistent. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's, so there's two approaches to brand voice. It's kind of like how you show up in your tone of voice. And then also it is kind of goes back to what is important to us. What are we talking about? Mm -hmm. um, are we talking about stuff that is important to our brand that our customers care about that we are kind of solving this problem? So it all kind of loops back in subject matter and how we show up. Yeah. One of my favorite things when I first started taking over Hatchmark's engagement was adding the black hearts and being like, love this. Yeah. This is so us. Like it was learning, like, I felt like I was becoming V, but it was fun. <laughs> well, Sorry. I, it's a scary place to be. <laughs> I think a good social media person does become the person that they work for. Um, it's, it's hard to express that brand's voice in another voice. So I think a good social media person does learn how to speak like, the person they're working for. Just like uh, V said, you're building a person. So I feel like when I go in and I'm writing copy, I'm putting on like a costume. I'm now the kudos today, or I'm now Greeks today. I'm now Hatchmark today. Um, so I can like really change how I'm going to go about attacking whatever the content is um, so that I'm making sure I'm staying on brand and not mixing up things. Or you don't want your consumer to sit there and be like, oh, this is kind of confusing. Like I thought they were more this, more that. You want it to come off like it's coming from them. And now on to our next tip, interactive content. What? What is that? V, can you tell us? This is really Savannah's world. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that we like doing is creating stuff that gives people an opportunity to engage with the brand in a fun way. So I'm just going to touch on the one that I feel really strongly about because it's so fun um, is, you know, how can we not only interact with our end audience, but interact with our community? Right. So we do not only giveaways, but partnered giveaways with other people in the community that have a similar audience in the space. So say that I was going to be um, so we've done work with uh, like aesthetic spas, um, places that do like Botox and filler um, and skincare services. So with that, we would pair them up to do a partnered giveaway with somebody that does say hair or kind of um, do a wine night, girls night out, 
right, and partner with other businesses that have a similar following, that have similar values, um, and really help build each other up in that way, um, and help and help build each other up in that way and tap into their audiences. So that's something that's really fun. It's engaging your community beyond just engaging your following. I really love interactive content. I feel like that's one way um, that I have just stuck on social media because I'm on there all day interacting with people. Um, but it's really fun, especially too, when you get to get creative, like um, for kudos, um, we do the kudos to mom Mondays and um, I create a few different fun uh, templates. So we had one that was like this or that um, obviously catered towards our target audience, but it was like, would you rather have, would you rather step on Legos or would you rather have to clean up glitter? Um, so it's really fun because people clean up glitter, you would rather clean up glitter. Yeah, 100%. I don't know. I might rather step on Legos. Glitter is a lot and it never goes away, <laughs> but um, it's really fun because then people get to vote and feel like they are like friends with the the, the content that's going out and with you and your brand. Um, it's more than just sitting there and commenting and liking. They're actually getting to like in real time engage with the account. Um, another one is polls and surveys. I really here recently have fallen in love with templates. So there's a lot of templates out there through Instagram and those types of things, but um, they have one that's the shared a story. And um, for kudos, I also did one that was like, share your favorite baby photo. And they're able to share that photo and it goes into this whole, um, I guess you could say like file on Instagram, but anytime someone shares to it, everyone can go look at it. Um, and it then all comes back to kudos that started it. So I think it's really fun to have interactive stuff like that. Yeah, those are fun. I really, really enjoy those. Um, you know, I saw someone do one about music and it's just cool. Like you get really into it. You know, there was one about your four favorite Christmas movies and you can go cut those up. So those are just really good ways to engage with your audience, especially if you make it fun. Uh, what were you going to say, girl? Oh, I was just going to say like interactive stuff. It's like playing a game. Um, so you're already on social media and instead of just scrolling, you get to sit there and kind of have fun with who you're, who you like. And also too, on the interactive, the, the contest, uh, one of our contests that we did, which was a huge success was my big fat Greek wedding, which we did with Greeks. And we, it wasn't just Greeks. We pulled in a lot of the top tier wedding vendors in town and we did a giveaway. And so what that did was that not only had Greeks reach out to different people, but all those companies together spread a big viral contest web and hit so many more people. Cause you had to like the post, you had to follow the account and you had to comment and tag somebody. So people who didn't even know about Greeks now know about Greeks. People who didn't know about any DJ now know about any DJ. So those are just some ways to have fun with your audience and gain more followers. Tip number five, stay alive. Trends, trends, trends. Savannah, you're trendy. What's, what's, what's going on with trends in social media? What does that even mean? Yeah, so trends are um, basically viral things that happen and people start to participate in them. Um, I feel like a lot of that kind of started on TikTok and um, Vine and a few of those other um, accounts that um, people just kind of got addicted to, um, whether it was a dance trend or maybe it was a template. Um, people really like the trends. So a way to participate in trends is by going through um, the comments or things like that and seeing how you can participate in them um, or just doing it. I know over the summer we did one with kudos and that was the Barbie trend. As you know, Barbie was popular. Um, I love Barbie. So I had a great time during this trend, but we created a diaper print that had the Barbie logo on it. 
And our copy for that was announcing our new print, Kudos X Barbie. JK, we don't have the Barbie's marketing budget quite yet, but this this baby can dream, right? <laughs> and that was really fun because it got a lot of engagement. A lot of people loved it. It was relatable. I mean, if you were on social media during that time, you saw Barbie everywhere. It, it took over. Um, so it's also an easy way to make content without thinking. So you can just hop on a trend and just copy that template or do whatever it is and post it. And you don't have to sit there and really think about how you're going to make content for that day. It's super quick. You get done like less than 10 minutes. So what's the point of me getting onto a trend? Like, why do I want to do a trend? To relate. It's relatable. A lot of people see it. And um, if it's on their for you page and they see it on theirs, they're like, oh, this brand's seeing the same thing I am. It makes it feel like you're like a personal tie to them because we've all seen these things. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of watching the trends, especially. I mean, that's how I got on TikTok, everybody doing the trends. So basically, if you hop on a trend and you're an account or you're a brand, you're a business, the people who don't know about your account will see it because you're doing the trend and being tagged in it or tagged the trend. I also think it's a really great way to, to break out into maybe other people that aren't usually your target audience because a lot of people are seeing it. So you're hitting different age groups, maybe different kinds of people um, because the trend isn't just catered towards a specific audience. It's everyone's doing them. Um, so it's a really cool way to relate to people um, that might not be your ideal yeah. audience. One other thing too, that's really cool about trends is not only just like what people are doing, but hopping on trending sounds specifically will have you show up more in people's feeds as that sound becomes more popular. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you go on Spotify or anything, like the top 100 songs are usually trending sounds that are viral on TikTok or Instagram. And you can go when you're on any of those um, apps and you can see what's trending. Usually they have like an upward arrow or you can just see how many people are pushing out that sound. And that's an easy way to to create content that is still on brand for you, but utilizing a sound um, that just goes with whatever it is. And too, when you're utilizing a sound, you don't have to have that volume up. You can turn it almost all the way down, but that sound still is getting pushed in the algorithm as a trending sound. So you're still getting hit with the trend or being a part of the trend. Yep. You'll get way more awareness of um, the content or your account when you're utilizing trends, whether it's uh, like a dance or a song um, or Barbenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> And now our final topic. Savannah, what's our final topic? Keep your content short and sweet. <laughs> what does that even mean? Um, let's talk about it. So <laughs> um, the current trend right now for content, especially as short form video has gotten extremely popular, um, is to make reels or TikToks um, or again, short, short form video, less than 30 seconds max. Um, anything above that, the attention span, unfortunately, has gone down and people are not going to watch it um, all the way through. And if you are going to have something longer than 30 seconds, post it on YouTube or put it on your website. Um, but usually it's not going to hit um, the way that you want it to on the account. And I mean, you can even in the video, you can be educating or entertaining and then be like, check out the video, full length video on YouTube or check my website for that. And I feel like, you know, these people, the attention span has gone down even lower. I think a good sweet spot for a reel is between nine to 15 seconds, but the 30 seconds max for sure. And if you have a series, that's fine too. You can break it down into different 
videos to put on TikTok or Instagram that are 30 seconds long. Just do one one day, one the next day, and one the next day. But you can still link it all back to YouTube as well as a full video. Yeah. So we live in a fast-paced digital environment currently. And so many accounts um, that I see will have a part one, part two, part three, part four, um, and so on. Rather than posting the whole maybe 10-minute video, five, even a five-minute video, people just don't want to sit there and watch it. Um, so creating your content, like you said, you can um, kind of go in there and just clip things out and post it on there. That's what we do for our podcast. We take a, a snippet and post it so you guys can be intrigued and then come back and um, listen to the whole thing. So same thing with videos. If you have a long video that you need to post, post something like a highlight from it um, and keep it below 30 seconds, even 15 and really captivate people in so that they'll click on the link and go watch the whole video. And another thing too, is if you have a short video, say your, your video is three to six seconds. You're like, Oh, it's too short. I need to make it longer. Actually. What'll happen is that person will rewatch that video because it was only three to six seconds. And then that will tell the algorithm that this video is getting attention which will then send that video out to more people because the algorithm's like, oh, this is a video that people want to see. So don't be afraid to make a three-second, six-second TikTok or reel. And something else that helps too is I've seen a lot longer captions. So people will post maybe a really short video. Popular right now is like less than seven seconds. But if you have some key points you really need to make that you can't fit in the video, put it in your caption. Go in there, describe what it is. Um, tell the Tell the people what you need to tell them. Um, but in the videos, they just, it, it won't resonate. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's our final tip. And this is our final episode of our first season of podcast for Practical Rebels. And it's just the end of the season because it's the end of the year. Yeah, that, basically. Thank <laughs> we'll you for, be back in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for breaking that down on Lamest Turns. I, I needed that. I was like, it's not going away. This is so much fun. <laughs> See y'all next season, <laughs> aka in two weeks. Well, guys, we just want to say, because this is over the holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Thank you, Savannah, for being on and dropping your knowledge. We greatly appreciate you. B, thank you for dropping your knowledge. And with that being said, before I do that, make sure you hit the like, share, follow, engage with this podcast. Call to action. <laughs> there we go. And that really helps us out. That helps the algorithm push out the podcast to more people so we get more listens. And we really appreciate you if you do that. Now, with that being said, Practical Rebels. Out. out. Merry Christmas.